0: I mean, how could they you were, not love them instantly? And they didn't even have probably their best, uh, not probably their best offensive kid. I was like, in the alternate universe, I said, Caleb Sean is watching this same guys They've done this before. They did this, I mean, they've done it to great teams before. So it's just like, I, mean, I don't even know if that's really a big win for him. He is a leader on defense. I mean, this kid has a motor, man. I mean, you can just tell he gets into the game, and he starts to defend and everybody just kind of rallies behind him he's just he's their leader like he's everything for them. he's you know? him he, he's him if you don't love that win you don't love arizona small ball i mean i don't care what level you're on that performance is one that's going to go in the record books what is up arizona high school basketball fanatics welcome back to the arizona small ball podcast i'm your host jeff Your other host, Reyes, is not here with me today, but I'm going to recap some of the awesome games that took place this past week. I mean, obviously, you got the Sweet 16 that is done the round of two in the 3A. You got so many games in the 2A. And, folks, we have a 1A state championship. Huge shout-outs to the Gregory School. We're going to kind of talk about all this stuff as we get into this, and we're going to do something a little bit different this week. You know, me and Ray have kind of tossed around a little bit of maybe splitting our episodes and releasing different matchups instead of doing matchups of the week just kind of splitting them up into their own separate episodes and this is kind of like my first time trying this thing out reyes is going to join me a little bit later but as for right now it's just me if it's your first time tuning into the podcast i don't know where you've been at but we've been grinding all year long talking about the arizona small ball scene there's thousands of you guys that are tuning in for every single episode And We appreciate all that, but man, if you're not a subscriber, head on over to Apple Podcasts, head on over to Spotify, hit follow, hit subscribe, so that way you never miss an episode. We are putting out so many episodes now that we're in these final two weeks of the season, so you don't want to miss one, but we're going to do things a little bit different this week. Instead of just doing one big episode because there's so much content to cover, we're going to kind of split things up. So this episode is just about recapping the Sweet 16 of the 3A and talking about the 1A school, the Gregory School winning the 1A state championship. And I'm actually just going to start with that. A huge shout out to the Gregory School on winning their fifth state title in school history. Uh, you know, this is something that is. We talked about the Gregory School a lot leading up into the season. And, you know, we mentioned that multiple times throughout the season. Is the Gregory School like the undisputed number one team? The answer now is yes, they are. Just an incredible run that they had to make it to the championship game. And I'm going to say this as well that we are going to do a separate episode where we do a deep dive on their championship run on their championship game but i cannot just go into this episode without talking about this because it's truly amazing the gregory school gets the big win in the championship 55 52 over the defending champions north valley christian some controversy at the end I mean, we've all been there as coaches, right? We go to call a timeout and one of our players does something really good and we wish we couldn't get that. It's a tough draw. It's a tough, tough draw. But the Gregory School does an awesome, an awesome, has 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 an incredible run to make it to the championship game and to also transcend and to win this game. Jackson Dickinson hits the game-winning three with about a minute left in the game, the go-ahead three to give them the lead. And this is just a, a, a phenomenal thing with the Gregory School. I'm going to shout this out about the Gregory School. I feel like they do so many things that are great culture-wise. I follow them on Instagram, and they just do so many things really, really well. And, you know, a huge shout to the coaching staff as well there at the Gregory School. I love the board and them having their goals that they had in the regular season. And then every time they got a win, just putting something on the board. I just think that is, those are little things that I'm looking at on the outside, just barely scraping the surface. I'm sure they do so many other of those things within their program that you don't see, but usually championship programs, they have things like that and it shows through. Another thing about the Gregory school folks is they're going to have some players coming back. So this is a this is a team that is going to be dangerous for many, many years. North Valley Christian does come up short, and now they go on into the two A. They do lose a lot, and they also move into the two A. So there's going to be some interesting stuff with North Valley Christian. But my hat goes off to both of these coaches. You know, Coach Milliard always has been hyping up the South. The Gregory School does a, does an incredible job. Representing the South here. There's going to be more to come on the Gregory School. We're going to do, like I said, a whole episode where we talk about the 3A, 2A, and 1A state title runs and, and their their teams, highlight players, all that kind of stuff. But I cannot continue moving forward and going into the 3A recaps without taking some time to talk about the Gregory School. So huge shout out. I just realized this. I don't have a celebrate button on my mixer, and I should have one, which is a bummer. I mean, I I can't do the hot seat. I can't do any of those things. But, you know, I'm I'm sorry, Gregory School, I don't have a celebrate button, but maybe I'll get one soon for that that title championship. But, man, you know, our our head coach always says this, and it's one of my favorite things that he ever says. But he says that there's only one team that gets to end their season exactly the way they want to end it. And for the 1A, it was the Gregory School. They did enough to get things done and to handle their business. And also on the way there... They also took care of almost every team at the top, not only in the regular season, but also in the playoffs. So just really impressive run that they had. More on that later. Let's get into the 3A and talk about some of these matchups and the, the round of two. And then we'll look at the 2A as well. And I mean, man, there have been some crazy games here. Some teams that have performed way better than I thought they would have in this round of sixteen for the three A, and some teams that didn't perform as well as I thought they would have. Let's start with uh, let's start with the fun ones, man. Let's start with Thatcher and Holbrook. Number twenty, Thatcher goes on the road to Holbrook High School, number four seed, and they win sixty five to forty eight. Coach Hole, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with these kids, but the Cinderella story is still alive. Like I said before, this was a team that I had counted out of even being in the playoffs about a week and a half, two weeks before the season ended, and now they are heading to the Finlay Toyota Center this Tuesday, which will be tomorrow. They're heading to the Toyota Center to see if they can just Keep the clock from striking midnight, man. I mean, this is Cinderella at its best. Thatcher is a team that is led by some good guard play. But, man, the biggest thing that that is is Thatcher is just, man, they are playing like they – it's almost like they are playing as if they have to win a state title or they can never play basketball again. And that's what you love to see. Like These kids look like they are getting ready to run through a brick wall every single time. They get this massive win over a very well-coached, a very talented Holbrook squad. Uh, I I saw some clips uh, on social media about this game. And, I mean, you know, Tyler Tapaha, it was a tough matchup for anybody. He was a tough matchup for Thatcher as well. But Thatcher gets the win 65-48, to and they advance. Thatcher will face off against... ALA Ironwood, uh, the 20 seed going up against the five seed. It's not the only 20 seed that we got going into the Elite Eight, but Thatcher will face off against ALA Ironwood at 2.30 p.m., Finlay Toyota Center. I'm going to do another be on the lookout. We're going to release separate episodes that talk about these matchups. It's all about the matchup, okay? Uh, But Thatcher does get that win over Holbrook. Huge shout-outs to the Eagles and this incredible run that they are having. Let's go on to number 14 Parker on the road at number 3 Yuma Catholic, a very familiar foe. This is someone who they have played two different times in the regular season. They are the only team that could challenge them out in the west and Yuma Catholic handles their business and they win 70 to 38. Yuma Catholic has some incredible players here. They have some great forward play. They've got some great play inside. They've got some great guard play. You got the Patains out there that are just taking care of business. Um, you got Nando out there, and Parker has some good pieces, but they don't have enough to go on the road and, and pull off this upset to continue on and playing. You Catholic? you know, I'm gonna take this back. I'm not gonna say which coach said this, but this is amazing that they said this. And if you're listening to this, you know. <laughs> you gotta love it a coach um had um actually you know what i'm not gonna say that oh, i'm sorry y'all i just like l- i just like lobbed up this pitch and then i just decided to not even swing for it because i just remembered about the professionalism aspect of this so i'm not gonna say that but <laughs> i'm sorry some of you guys are like what the heck yuma catholic get this one over parker And they are right back into the Elite Eight, which is very familiar territory to them. You know, a couple years ago, or was this last year, I believe it was last year, that Yuma Catholic lost in stunning fashion. No, that would have been two years ago. That was two years ago when Yuma Catholic lost in the Elite Eight against Holbrook on a buzzer beater three because last year Yuma Catholic, no, how's my mind forgetting this? This is getting crazy, y'all. It's getting scary hours right now. I haven't been sleeping because I've been keeping up with so much stuff. But Yuma Catholic will go into very familiar territory, into the Elite Eight. This is a seasoned team, and they will meet up against the number six seed Northwest Christian. They played against each other earlier in the season. It was a controversial game from everything I've heard. But another thing that is important to note is – I'll get into this a little bit later, but Yuma Catholic was missing some key kids playing against Northwest Christian that first game. It's going to be a very interesting matchup, but Yuma Catholic does move on, and they're able to beat a team three times in a row. Man, I'm going to say something really quick, okay? You know that that saying that it's not easy to beat a team three times? I agree with that, but that's never happened to me. And it doesn't happen here for Parker. Every team that I've coached, if we're playing against a team and it's like our third time playing against them, they've beat us two times, they always beat us the third time. You know, I'm a little bitter. That's okay. Just keeping it real with you guys. Uh, it's not the same for Parker. Parker, I feel your pain. Let's go on to number 22, Camp Birdie. (laughs) It's perfect, right? To number six, Northwest Christian. Northwest Christian holds on to get the win 54-42, to over 22, Camp Birdie. The dream is dead. The clock strikes midnight on my guys, and Northwest Christian advances. Northwest Christian is just such a physical team, so well coached, and they are just very mentally tough. They're obviously led by Marshall Gillette, And he kind of sets a great tone for this squad. And Northwest against Yuma is going to be a phenomenal matchup. I think probably one of the best matchups in this Elite Eight that we're going to see tomorrow night at the Toyota Center. Uh, So Northwest Christian advances. Love the squad. You know, uh, Coach Cook had his kids sitting on the bench of our game and uh you know midway through the game his son just stood up and ran across the court trying to get to the other side (laughs) and it was funny you know we all know coach cook and and it's you know like we got great relationships there with northwest christian but it was funny his his son ran across the court and the refs all looked at us like trying to read us like should we give this guy a technical or what and we were all kind of laughing about it and stuff maybe we should have taken that technical dang it but it was a great game and uh, great players, and I mean this is a team that is mentally tough enough to be able to make a run and uh, to continue on. And it's going to be a great matchup. So we'll, we'll 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 look at that in our next episode that we come into. Number twenty three Monument Valley against number seven Snowflake. Number seven Snowflake gets the win, forty seven to forty five. Are you kidding me right now? What? I, I need to know what is going on with Monument Valley because last year they have this magical run. We called them the Magical Mustangs. They did so many incredible things. They were led by Al Brandon by Joe and, you know, Alberto Torres and all that, or Flores. And, um... They did some amazing things, but, I mean, they lost a lot from last year. And, you know, them squeaking in, I thought, and I'm just being completely honest, I thought them squeaking in and winning to get to the the championship in the 3A North was just kind of talking about how weak the 3A North was this year. But now, you know, they go off and face off against Snowflake, and, I mean, they almost pull it off, dude. I mean, Snowflake is a tough physical team, very similar to a Thatcher squad kind of similar a little bit to a, to a Northwest Christian type. I think Northwest Christian is a better than a snowflake, but I mean, very similar as far as like the mentality and how physical they play. And you know that I'm surprised at how close this was. And I saw, I saw some, uh, some things on, on social media about what some of the fans were doing to, you know, distract some people from making a free throw. Um, just gonna say great dedication, okay. Great, great, dedication. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, but Snowflake gets the win, and they advance on to play against number two Gilbert Christian, which will be a very, very tough matchup for them. All right, number fifteen Sholo uh, went up against number two Gilbert Christian on the on the road, and Gilbert Christian shows why they are the number two seed. They handle Sholo eighty nine to forty two. And I've said this about Gilbert Christian many years, but it, I've only said it many years because it's true. But Coach Jason and Gilbert Christian, they're always peaking at the right time. And right now it seems like they're playing at a really high level. Sholo is not a pushover team. And Gilbert Christian makes a statement win here over them. And and they do some really awesome stuff. And like I said, Gilbert Christian will face off against number seven, Snowflake. Let's go up to the 21 seed, Versus the number five seed. Scottsdale Christian goes on the road to A.L.A. Ironwood. A.L.A. Ironwood gets the huge win, 82-58. to 58. And I talked about this a little bit, but, you know, this was a game that was very close at the beginning of the season. It was the first game for Scottsdale Christian. It may have been for Ironwood, but I know it was for Scottsdale Christian. And, you know, it was a nine-point game, and I anticipated that this would be a close game. I even said... That you know, maybe Ailey Ironwood would be a little bit like on the scary hours. It's not what happened. Coach Nick has his team. Man, it's just it speaks so much to some of these coaches, like Coach Jason, Coach Nick, who it's their first year taking over, but they've been in the program for, for a while. And it speaks to the the championship level pedigree that they have and the culture that they have and how much like these are great coaches. You don't waltz in and beat Scottsdale by that much if you're not a great coach and you don't have your kids ready to play. So huge shout outs to to Coach Nick and Ailey Ironwood. Aaliyah Ironwood, along with Gilbert Christian, also very back to some similar or, or back to some some very similar territory in the Elite Eight at the Toyota Center. Um, so Aaliyah Ironwood gets the huge win there. Aaliyah Ironwood will match up against Thatcher number twenty, like I said before, already. Number 16, Florence, faces off against number one, Valley Christian. Valley Christian gets the huge win, 96-59. to 59. What if Luke Shaw came back for the playoffs? Folks, there is not a what if. He's back. I don't know. Like, I wish I would have put some new music in here just for that, right? But... I mean, he is back, and folks, I have to say, he is back like he never left. Luke Shaw is active in this game against Florence. He had 22 points in this contest. Uh, I think second leading scorer was Austin Wallace, who just does so much. No, I think it was Greer, and then Austin Wallace is after that. But, I mean, Valley Christian was fine without Luke Shaw. Now you throw him back into the mix, I mean, they're heavily favored in in every matchup that they're going to be in, right? Um, Coach Silvas has done an incredible job with his group. Those kids play at a high level. They compete like no one else. Valley Christian just has a little bit too much here. And they advance on to face off against number 24 Sabino. Hey, I mean, we got to – well, I'll save it, actually. But that's a fun matchup. 24 Sabino versus number one Valley Christian. Valley Christian gets the win here. And, I mean – What I've loved is, you know, after the game against Florence, I was getting a flood of text messages and and emails and being like, Luke Shaw's back. Did you see Luke Shaw? Hey, he's playing. Every single coach that texted me was still involved in the playoffs, and every single one of them had the exact same response. We're glad he's back because we want the challenge, right? Everybody is kind of, you don't want to beat Valley Christian without Luke Shaw. You want to beat him with him. Right? And and people are gonna have a chance to do that. But Valley Christian advances and they are not taking Sabino lightly. I will say that. This is the two A how could I forget? I was about to move on without talking about number twenty-four Sabino and number eight Chin Lee. They go on the road to the Wildcats Den, a hostile environment, and they handle business. Sixty seven to fifty five. This folks, this is the definition. Of a Cinderella team, right? They start off the season 0-11, they're struggling, they get their transfers eligible, they start to click, they start to playing on all cylinders, they move themselves up into the top two spots in their region, because of that, they end up squeaking into the playoffs at the very last seed. It don't matter though. They win their first round game. They win their second, they win their first round game against Coolidge, who is a very storied program in the three. And then they go on the road into the res, to play some res ball and they upset Chin Lee at their own place. And now you're facing off against the number one seed, Valley Christian. Is there any other way you'd want it, bro? I just gotta love it, man. A true Cinderella story. And, you know, I'm so excited for this matchup. We're going to break this thing down in an episode that will come out tomorrow. But, I mean, just so, so pumped about these matchups. Sabino, 24 versus number one, Valley Christian. Number 20, Thatcher versus number five, Ayla Ironwood. Number six, Northwest Christian versus number three, Yuma Catholic. Number seven, Snowflake versus number two, Gilbert Christian. Okay. Now, before we move on to the 2A, because the 2A Final Four is set. I just want to give a huge shout-out to our partners over at Cloud9 Sports. They are a sports apparel company that is just awesome, man. They're led by small ball coaches, and you've heard me say this all year long, but I would not be partnered with them. We wouldn't be partnered with them if we didn't think the world of them and their products and everything that they do. So head on over to Cloud9 Sports. If you're looking for championship shirts, if you're looking for shooting shirts, whatever – just head on over to Cloud9 Sports, use the promo code all cap smallball army. You'll get 10% off your purchase. And I promise you they'll take really good care of you if you just say that the podcast sent you. Let's get into the two way here, folks. There was some pretty, you know, when we recorded our Patreon episode, we talked about a couple of these, but we gotta got to talk about like officially recapping the quarters, the Elite Eight, and then, you know, I'll, I'll preview the, the final four in a later episode. So let's start off with Horizon Honors Santan Charter. Horizon Honors does an incredible job. They get an emphatic win over Heritage Academy. They're playing at a high level. Number eight Horizon Honors faces off against number one Santan Charter. And Santan Charter makes a statement victory here. You know, on Patreon, we were talking about how they were matched up against Santan Charter. And we were actually like midway through the episode when I checked the score. And it was, you know, Santan Charter was running away with it. I just I don't think that there's anybody that can compete with Santan Charter. I don't think they're gonna put up a hundred on everybody, but I mean it's gonna be a very tough matchup, and I feel very similar, if not exactly the same, as I do again, maybe more so. Santan Charter and Valley Christian, how it is they are the undisputed number one, and then it's everybody else. Two through eight, two through ten is very competitive. But that number one spot is very, there's a lot of separation there. So Santan Charter, Coach Crooms, he's got his kids on a revenge tour. And, I mean, there, you know, people have been calling them the choke artists. They ain't choked yet. So we'll see. And we'll see them in action in the final four. They advance against number five seed Phoenix Christian at Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum this Friday, if I remember right. I'm pretty sure it's on Friday. Um, Yes, it would be on Friday. Number five, Phoenix Christian hangs on and gets a ten point win, a ten point uh victory over leading edge, a very good leading edge team. And this is this is very interesting, this matchup. I'm gonna really get into this when when we, you know, I think me and Reyes are gonna just talk about the Final Four in one episode because that's only two games. It's not like the the three A. But I mean, man, when you think about this, it's very interesting. Phoenix Christian loaded with athleticism. They're very well coached. They've got some great talent. And, you know, they're meeting someone. It's funny that Phoenix Christian plays with a lot of edge and a lot of swagger. They're they're gonna meet a team who, you know, surprisingly has more of that than they do. So this is gonna be a very interesting matchup. And it's early in the morning, too, which which I think might play a factor in this. Um, but Phoenix Christian gets the huge win here. Uh, Bryce Anderson is playing on another level right now. Um, so is the supporting cast. I mean, they are doing a phenomenal job here. And, again, very familiar territory into the Final Four as they face off against Santan Charter. This is probably the, the score that surprised me the most. Phoenix Country Day, number 11, uh, comes up short, thirty-three to fifty-nine against number three Rancho Solano, and Coach Trigg. If you're listening to this, you know I've I've hyped you up a lot because of the job that you have done with with your team and with the guards, and just just one of the best coaching jobs. If I were to hand out a coach of the year right now in the two A, it's probably going to be. I mean, you I, I would have a hard time not giving it to Coach Trigg. Just done a great job with those kids. They continue to compete at a high level. They continue to handle themselves with poise and character. And Rancho is... (laughs) I made a bet, and I've been open about this. I made a bet with a sports writer about a burrito. That if Rancho makes it into the state title game, I'll give them a burrito. Coach Trigg, I don't really want to spend money on a burrito. So, you know, uh, I'm just kidding. I hope that you guys do, do great. And Rancho advances here. Um, led by Sagith Vargas, um, led by Miller, led by, I mean, a trio of, not even a trio, just a, a barrage of great guard play. You just got to love it. So Rancho Solano advances, and they will face up against number two ALA, who survives a nail-biter against Pima. You know, Pima had a couple shots to win this thing at the very end, uh, but they, they come up short. And they're not able to connect on a, on a long-range three-ball, set it to double overtime. But uh, ALA gets the win 53-50 to 50 in overtime, and they advance to the Final Four. And, man, Pima has been incredible, right? The growth that they've had, Corona as a point guard, I mean, watching him play has just been awesome. It has been nothing short of amazing, and I've loved every bit of it. So, huge shout outs to them and to Coach Cliff. I talked about it a lot on Patreon, so I'm not going to go into that again. But just a great season. ALA and Coach Meyer, they advance, and man, they are looking better than ever. ALA is going to ma- match up against the Rancho. Santan faces off against the Phoenix Christian. We are going to recap this, or we're going to preview this thing before you know this game goes on, obviously. So, be on the lookout for that episode. But, man, this is just going to be a such fun squad, uh, such fun matchups here. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to talk about this for a second, but this is a little bit different than what I thought it was going to look like. But it's not far off. I think Highland Prep, with everybody that they would have had coming back without injuries, I think they would have maybe been in this position. Um, and, you know, other than that, I think that's the biggest thing, Right. Um, I think Highland Prep could have been in there, but injuries happen and you have to adjust. And, you know, these are our top four teams. You got the one seed, the two seed, the three seed, and the five seed uh, on this here in the final four. Now, hold on, I'm trying to remember here. Leading edge would have been the four seed. That's correct. So great matchups here. Um, and And these teams have all done some incredible things. If you are still in the gym preparing for a game, preparing for Prescott, preparing for uh, for Phoenix, man, there are so many players and coaches that would kill to be in your position. So don't take it lightly. Make sure that, that you seize every moment and just leave it all out on the court because it's such a privilege to be able to be the last eight, one of the last eight teams in the playoffs for the 3A or one of the last four teams in the playoffs for the 2A so thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball podcast be on the lookout for a bunch of matchups episode that will drop tomorrow and we will catch you guys uh, a lot this week actually because there's going to be a lot of episodes coming out thanks for tuning in Small Ball out